0: Women Who Web 3 Podcast. Blockchain technology can be anything. Whether you like it or not, people look at you as the minority to represent the majority. I always say the same thing. Crypto is one aspect of Web3 and blockchain technology. It's the one thing a lot of people know about. It's one of the ways to participate. It is not the only way, and it's not going to be the best way. I was so scared of the baby biting
1: me while breastfeeding, (laughs) and now my baby has a tooth. We all had something that was theirs that helped them stay organized, keep the pace, and whether it was meditation, finding peace, just to stay focused, do one thing for yourself that's really important. Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web 3 podcast,
0: your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap and wealth through Web 3 Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web 3. It's your girl, Cam's, and welcome to the preseason, the pregame, if you will. This is a special episode where we're looking back and celebrating season one of the Women Who Web 3 podcast with the 12 amazing women leaders and entrepreneurs who joined us. Then we're going to take a sneak peek into the future of season two and share two of our amazing guests that are going to be joining us in season two. Here today, I have the woman herself, the legend, Michelle, my producer. She is on every call with me, with every guest. Michelle is magic. She's a visionary with over 10 years of experience in TV, radio, production, and content creation. Michelle joined the Coindesk team in 2020 as a producer of audio in the podcast division. And before Coindesk, Michelle founded and served as the executive producer of Muso Media, Michelle's production company, where she provided podcast creation, video and film recording, brand development, sales strategy, management, coaching, event hosting, editing, and social media content for clients and entrepreneurs alike. Prior to Muso Media, Michelle worked at SiriusXM. Where she produced live shows for the talk radio department, acclaimed shows like Tech Crunch Radio and the Dr. Jen Show were featured on channels like Oprah Radio, Insight, Stars, The Patriot, Urban View, and Entertainment Weekly, to name a few. Welcome, Michelle.
1: Wow, I have to say, first of all, that is awesome. Wonder why everyone is so excited when you give their intro? It's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel really good about myself right now. Thank you, Kams. (laughs) We were just talking prior to this and I was buried in work and I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this today. And I'm ready. I'm ready now after that. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. Wow.
0: Of course, Michelle. And it's funny because before every show, Michelle is like ready to go. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what happened in her day. She just gets in there and gets the job done. You would, you would never you. know how her day went. Like you just expect, <laughs> she had an amazing day today. She's already prepared.
1: I have many, many light switches. It's oh. called a switch. Yeah, you do a switch, pivot from one thing into another. That's my personal secret. Have light switches in your day or dials. You, know, you can just dial it down a bit and change it uh, so you can move on to the next thing and then go back and deal with whatever the heck you were dealing with before. So that's my little... Uh, my little chime in there. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how I do a that
0: superpower for sure. I am not good at task switching. I mean, we have to get into that. But the question you already know that we ask every single guest, Michelle, what gets you up in the morning?
1: Uh, outside of like normal little things of my two Boston terriers, Winston and Henry, that would get me up <laughs> every morning. <laughs> those are my kids. I-, I would say just life in general. I've been one of those people that. I love life. I like where my life is and I'm excited about taking on new things for a new day and always moving the whole aspect of moving through your life, you know, moving, experiencing that sort of thing. So that's pretty much it for me right now is in this moment where I'm at in life is just getting up and getting to it and doing what I can do best. My job, my career provides me a lot of satisfaction. And then what I can learn through my day and interacting with people, especially after COVID. I know we're still in it sort of, but we're out of that whole horrible time period of that two years that I feel like we've lost. And I, I deserve to get those years back. I want to turn back the clock a little bit on my age. So for two years, I want those back. I didn't have those. But I think connecting with everyone and starting to really connect with them again in person is really, really helpful. So those, those things, making uh, relationships, it gets me up. It
0: really struck me in like the heart chords and the heart center And in my being, when you said, I love life, I I love where I am, and I resonate with that so hard, especially like centering gratitude in your life and really just taking advantage and taking account of all the good that's going on in your life. And really, we're always going to have the bad, but instead of like focusing on, oh, this happened or whatever, it's going to boost those good experiences. And I love that positive outlook. And I have that mantra, too. Like, I love my life. I love who I am. And I'm going to be better tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be an even better day. And today's an already an amazing day.
1: And a lot of people don't have it so well, you know, even when you have a bad day, because we all get them. You have to just think like somebody else, unfortunately, has it worse than you. And then there's someone else who has it worse than them. And it just puts things to perspective. I many times I, I sit in gratitude and it may sound cheesy or, or she's faking it. But no, I, I really, really do. Because I've been in life where I've had my butt on the curb and my feet in the gutter. You know, when you're just on borderline being out in the street in life, whether it's financially, whether it's relationships, no matter what the situation is, family stuff. And you just feel like, you know, where is there to go? But once you experience those things, you know, when you get to a place where you're like, I am really, really, I'm good. Everything's good. Of course, it always can be better, but that's what you can work on. If you're good, you're
0: good. Let's go. Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree. So, Michelle, you mentioned that this is the time to, like, grab life after COVID. What events, what opportunities are coming up for you that you're most excited about in 2023?
1: Well, first of all, with Coindesk, we have Consensus 2023, which I'm really excited about, which you're going to be at. Oh, I'm about. so yeah? excited. Everybody has to go. Everyone has to go. I know crypto right now is FTX debacle. Crypto has like this downturn we're going through, but that's normal. That's, that's life. That's markets, right? Markets do that. Crypto does that. But there's so many new things to be excited about. I'm excited about all the little things we have in between, whether you go into NFT projects and different groups and different places. I'm excited about some traveling I have in plan. So there's a lot to look forward to. And this year is going by really quickly, I have to say. Like, it's the end of the month here, and we're launching season two of Women Who Web 3 starting first week of February. I cannot believe already. It's 2023, mm-hmm. and, and January's going to be checked off here soon, Kams.
0: Oh How do you feel gosh. about that? <laughs> ah! Ah! Well, I'm already pumped for ConsenSys. Uh, as everyone knows, Consensus was my first crypto conference and I'll talk a little bit more about how I feel about crypto, but it was so packed with high-energy people. I made so many connections. I became podcast host. <laughs> I learned so, so much about blockchain technology and about Web3 in general, but also what goes into it, how you build it, what the, the real world benefits are of blockchain technology. And I met so many people. Who were just building and trying to figure it out as they go, as they, as you say, like mm-hmm. building the plane as you're on it, right? Uh, and I thought that mindset was so cool. So Michelle,
1: uh... <laughs> you get to ask me another question, don't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so me and Michelle, and you guys don't hear this because we end the show after we end the show, and that's all you get to hear. But me and Michelle, we stay on sometimes after for like an hour or so, just talking about what we learned what we were shocked about, uh, how inspired we were, how motivated we were. And Michelle has shared so many comments that I'm like, man, this part should be a podcast too. So that's (laughs) what we're doing now. Michelle, you've been listening to each show, actually, and you edit each show meticulously. Everybody who's listened knows it's such a beautiful listen, audio-wise especially. For almost two seasons now, because we're halfway through recording season two, And you've listened to 12-plus leaders, trailblazers, and builders. Share with us anything that's top of mind from something you learned from our 12 previous speakers on Season 1 and anything that you're pumped about for Season 2.
1: Wow. That's a big question because there's so much there that went on within our shows. Just the list alone from, you know, Rachel Price-Sittman, Laura Shin, hello, Mm -hmm. Doc Piece. I mean... (laughs) Peace brought some peace. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> Sandy Carter was awesome as well. I mean, the magnitude of these women and where they came from, the age group too, there is no age limit in this. You can mm-hmm. start as early as you can and, is, and be involved as old as you are. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They all had some continuing thing. They have an organization. And two things I think I've noticed in which you and I have talked about this many times and we're going to mention it too with the people that we spoke with in season two as well but they all had something for them outside of like the question that you ask them, you know, we'll get you up in the morning. They all had something that was theirs that helped them stay organized, keep the pace. And whether it was meditation, finding peace, doing one thing for yourself that was really important because you're a mom or you have kids or you're running around, you have different jobs, just to stay focused, do one thing for yourself that's really important and then stay organized in the sense of, like block out time to do these things, block out time to eat healthy, block out time to pray or meditate or, you know, run around the block, whatever it is, block out some time. So scheduling I found was so crucial because there's so many times we get behind things or you may forget something. You asked Sandy Carter, how does she stay on point in her life? And she said, she schedules, you know, she schedules her week ahead or her month ahead. She blocks out that time. And Doc P said that as well. I found that fascinating. There's no such thing as balance, right? We discovered that. There's no such thing as balance. So what you need to do in your life is really find that one thing that's really helpful for you to keep you on point as you grow. You want to grow in your career. You want to grow at home. Scheduling is really important. So I found that to be something that I learned. And then, you know, just editing through everything. It's just so much information to absorb and learn about. And I just was fascinated with everyone. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. I want to get all involved. I was excited. I couldn't believe how many women were involved in Web3, involved in this new wave of tech. I had no idea. So
0: yeah. And and to speak to your most powerful call out to me was these women were so different from each other, but they had a lot of things in common. And to speak to scheduling, we talked to women who were widows. We talked to women who were moms who had multiple kids, who had a husband We talked to moms who went through divorce. We talked to women who were single and navigating everything that comes with that. We talked to women who were really, they lost everything and came up from nothing almost. We talked to women who completely changed their careers around with Web3, who were knocked down by Web3 and came back up.
1: Took risks. They took those risks. Took risks. (laughs) It <laughs> reminds risk. me
0: of Sarah's uh, risk it to get the biscuit.
1: She was so right yeah. about that. Risk it to get the biscuit. Just do it. And, it's almost and, like the Nike commercial. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Another and, one is do it afraid. You know, if you're do scared, it afraid. do mm-hmm. it anyway. Do it afraid. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much everything in life, really. Because if you get yeah. scared, you can't let it stop you. Yes.
0: So just to point out that trend, you said every woman had some means of centering, grounding, coming back to themselves, something for them. Mm-hmm. And it looked so different for every woman. Like, I was so shocked by one of the women. She was like, I just listened to, you know, shit TV for an hour. That <laughs> <laughs> TV for I an mean, hour. I was like,
1: huh? my mouth dropped too, because I was like, dang. But she was unapologetic about it. Very forthright about that. And we'll We'll mention who that is in a few, I'm sure. But it just was, <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting thing to hear but that was for her. That's another thing. She did that for her. That was her moment to just check out. That was her mindless rejuvenation for what she needed for the day. So Thank like, you. it doesn't have to be anything in particular. It has to work for you. Yes. And I thought that was fascinating. Like I have moments where I sometimes I take my dogs for a walk, but in the evening time, I really like that. I really like it at night when it's, you know, the moon's out and it's quiet. And it's just me and them and walking. And I just feel really connected. And I'm able to think through my day and think about the next day. I'm able to pray or meditate. Like when I'm walking and just have this quiet time, I really enjoy that. So I think everyone has their thing that's really important for them. What is yours, Cam?s Tell me what yours is. Gosh, it changes based on the
0: day and what I need. But Mm -hmm. something that's consistent for me is a two to 10 minute meditation. If I'm feeling crazy overwhelmed, or I feel like mom guilt for not being with my baby and I'm on this meeting when I should be holding him or breastfeeding him, I take out the calm app and I listen to a meditation, or I do my own mindfulness exercises where I just breathe and take time to myself. and I close my computer, i I literally throw my phone to my couch and I just close my eyes and go inward for a little bit. And I'll drink a glass of water. And hydrate, and then I feel centered again. But like you, I find happiness in life and I find joy wherever I can. So maybe my self care looks like taking a bath with my baby and having dim lights on and having all his toys in the bath with him and having no electronics anywhere near us and just focusing just on him. And sometimes it looks like just sitting on my couch and taking out my iPad and drawing. Putting on some lo-fi music in the background and losing myself in art. And then obviously audiobooks. We talked about this before the show. I love audiobooks. And I just like to listen and lose myself. Like lay down, sit down, playing with the baby or holding the baby while he's sleeping and just listening.
1: Oh, that's okay. wonderful. Yeah. Audiobooks. That's interesting. I do music too. I just, the other night I was sitting here and, you know, have the adult coloring books. And I took mm. my pencils out and I just was like zoning in and had music in the background some jazz or whatever. It was fantastic. Sometimes you just yeah. got to do that. If you're having a rough day, just play exactly. guitar or something. Yeah, I think that's great. I have a question for you. Do you have a favorite? I know that's hard, but for last season, well, let's do it this way. Your top three, you feel, that hit close to home for you. You were excited. I have to tell everyone, Cam's was excited about every single episode, like fireworks going off. Every interview that we did, She <laughs> were thrilled. So this is probably going to be a hard thing for you, but you have anything that you feel really more connected to than another, the top three. That's a really good question, Michelle.
0: And I'm like looking at the episode list as I, but even before, while you were asking, I already knew what I resonated the most with. Mm -hmm. And I don't choose these three based on like, they're the best episode. I choose it based on how it resonated with me and it inspired me to actually take action because it related so much to my life. So the first one was the episode with Lisa Carmen Wang with Achieving Financial and Personal Confidence. She spoke to me so hard. Um, Mm -hmm. It felt like she was talking to me about my own life, especially with using coupons. You know, how do I maximize this very small budget to purchase as much food for my family I grew up where we had to count pennies. I grew up where McDonald's was a luxury. I grew up where we did birthdays at Applebee's, you know, like an Applebee's is like a neighborhood, like a a (laughs) franchise restaurant where they sing happy birthday to you. (laughs) And it really flipped me around to hear you have to change your relationship with money. Mm. Yeah. She was speaking gospel almost, like just singing the gospel that especially for underrepresented minority, like my mom's from the Philippines. Like when I grew up, she was just trying to make sure I was fed and that I got straight A's. That's all she knew. If she gets straight A's, she'll get a good job. She'll go to college. She'll get into a top school and then she'll be okay. And look at you Um, now. Oh, (laughs) she was. She was.
1: uh, Your mom was right. (laughs)
0: But, you know, I'm 32 And I still have yet to purchase my first house. So something that is on my goal for this year is to purchase my first house. Because of my lack of financial education with credit and understanding how to navigate the mortgage industry and real estate, because I was not ever taught these things and because we're not taught this in school ever. You're
1: not not taught about money. Mm
0: -mm. Exactly. Then you don't know and you don't understand That if you made a late payment seven years ago, it still affects your credit. There's so many things. There's so many factors that I wish I knew that I could have avoided. But now I know.
1: So I'm recovering and I'm on track to achieving this goal. That's awesome. uh, Lisa Carmen Wang talked about the struggle, which I thought was awesome. And look at her now. What's your number two? Jamie. Jamie Schmidt from BFF. Yes, Mm -hmm. Jamie
0: was like talking about promoting diversity, equity, inclusion. We talked about so much. We talked about just being a woman and what it means to be a wife and a mom and an entrepreneur. All their stories just touched me in different ways where I was just so shocked and so inspired and so motivated. But Jamie, I remember before the show, we were talking about our husbands and we're talking about mom guilt and we're talking about all sorts of (laughs) stuff. And I was like, Michelle, stop recording. And she texted that
1: to me, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. You were like, (laughs) like, start recording. And I was like, I I hit the record button.
0: (laughs) I remember tearing up. I remember just being so emotional and being able to feel vulnerable with her. I'd never met her in real life, had never talked with her ever. It was my first time. And she said so many things that made me want to take action by like mentoring Supporting women as much as possible. Her product, it's exactly what she says. She literally created her product, her first product ever, barefoot and pregnant. I just can't imagine. When I was barefoot and pregnant, I just wanted to eat, sit down, (laughs) and take a bath. And to hear that she scaled it up to a seven figure acquisition, and especially doing business with her husband and talking about the pain points of that, how do you bring respect and kindness into communication and bring that across the board with your husband, with your kids, with your family, with your business partners. And how do you unapologetically do that? And how do you speak up for yourself? There was just so many things that resonated with me. I like told my husband, I was like, we should start a business together. Like, (laughs) you know, I never thought about fostering belonging and equality in my home also Starts there. Yeah. We could talk about addressing childhood trauma and not being able to create belonging in your home as a kid and all this stuff and how that affects, but I'll go ahead and share my number three.
1: Um <laughs> we can get into that. We can talk about that.
0: Number three from season one or overall, because I feel like my number three is on season two, but no, we're it's, talking about season one. <laughs> if <it's> season one, <laughs> uh, it's a tie between Shannon and Rachel. Shannon Snow. When we talked about representation, it just hit home for me. That's been a battle I've always fought my entire life, especially being Black and Filipino. I was raised, you know, by my Filipino mom. So I resonate a lot with Filipino culture. I grew up eating the food. It felt like I came from two different worlds, but also it felt like I didn't belong. It felt like the system, educational, financial, wasn't built for people like me and they didn't know how to fit me in. And so You know, when I was taking standardized tests, everywhere I go, even when you apply for jobs, they ask you to check a box. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, am I black or Asian today? (laughs) (laughs) What are the implications if, if I choose that I'm black today or I'm Asian today? And representation was just so crucial across everything in my life. It didn't matter if it was being the only minority in one of my Harvard classes it's a very loud feeling when you are very aware that you're the only person who looks like you in an elite setting, in a setting where you feel like you don't even belong in the first place, then it, it compounds. So you have to be that much more resilient. You have to find yes. your people. You have to really advocate for yourself because whether you like it or not, people look at you as the minority to represent the majority. right? So it's a lot of burden and it's a lot of stress because you don't want to make a mistake. And then that person's story of who your people are. because you're representing you an are, entire group, yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to f*** up and say something dumb when I talk in my class. And then cognitively, the associate yeah. immediately my mistakes with my entire people. I struggled with it all my life. And now I'm like, yeah, I love my big hair. I love my (laughs) curls. Yay. I I love my skin color. Like all my life, I was straightening my hair because that was the standard of beauty.
1: I love your hair.
0: I know. It's so awesome. It's crazy. I used to straighten it every day from when I was like 18 until, I don't know, like 26 or something. You'll barely see pictures of me in curls in that age range. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I haven't straightened my hair in, I don't know, a couple years. You don't have time
1: for that. You're a mama now. You got to be like,
0: get up and go. (laughs) 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 And then simultaneously, I know I'm cheating here, but talking with Rachel Price Sitman, who is leading pay transparency in the Web3 space. She's connecting people to translating Web2 skills into Web3. And she's opening doors virtual doors. <laughs> in some <laughs> cases, it really hit home with me as well because all my life I've been either an advisor or mentor role, either as a big sister or as an academic advisor at university and now I'm a mentor for UX professionals. It's scary. It's very scary. You're you're putting your experiences, you're writing about your vulnerabilities, your strengths, you're trying so hard to convince someone that you deserve an opportunity. And you don't get the chance to talk to them unless that you get past the paper part, usually. And in Web3, like Rachel was saying, there's so many different mediums to achieve jobs nowadays, especially in Web3. You have this unique opportunity where you're online and you have this online presence and they can just look at your online presence and immediately think, oh, this is the person I need.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's see if from there you have the foot in. And so... Just hearing from her and translating some of those thoughts and skills and talking to my mentees, I have mentees in the UX space who are so excited about Web3. I just had one today before the show. I was talking to a very brilliant woman who, she just graduated from college and she's heard about Web3. She's heard about FTX. She's heard about all that. But she knows the potential blockchain technology and she wants to join the UX space to help humanize blockchain technology, sort wow. of what I do right now. To take it back, Michelle, you had mentioned about crypto and FTX, and FTX comes up in my mentorship talks, and scandals always come up when I'm first talking to someone who is eager about the Web3 space. They're like, so what, what do you think about crypto and all the scandals? And I always say the same thing. I'm like, you know What? Crypto is one aspect of web3 and blockchain technology. It's the one thing a lot of people know about. It's one of the ways to participate. It is not the only way and it's not going to be the best way. Blockchain technology can be anything and and right now again we we're can at, build it. We can yes, build it. We're, yes, we and we talk to those women who are building the gaming space who are in the metaverse, who are in AI, VR, we're talking to these women who are building as they go, figuring it out, creating like, for example, with Sarah Bauman, with Women and Weapons, she built Nova, who's this artificial intelligence, this really cool person. Like, there's so many opportunities to build. We don't know what Web3 is. And that was another trend, Michelle, that we found was when we talked to these women who are in it and who are creating and who are making millions in the space and creating wealth for other women. They were like, They're we don't like, know what it is exactly.
1: We're, exactly. We're, we're in it because half the time we can complain about things. Oh, why is it this way? Why is it that way? We have an opportunity now on the ground floor to make those changes, to make it what we want it to be as women. What you just said actually pivoted to our season two person. Oh, one of the two people in season two.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone should check out season one. Listen to every single person, whether it's Sheila Warren, Shannon Snow. It was fantastic. I learned something in every single episode. Uh, Definitely check that out. You have to get a listen to those. Binge it. Go on and binge it. it. You'll be surprised. You'll learn a few things. Uh, Season two, you're going to mention two people interviewed that are really, really huge. One thing that you just said was about, we don't know what Web3 is. Talk about honesty and directness. You asked Shelly Zales, what is Web3? What is Web3 to you? She goes, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, wow. The, to me, that was a mic drop moment because many times you say, oh, it's this or that or whatever. And she was like, I have no clue. I don't know, but we're building it. Let's get involved. We don't know what it is, what it's going to lead to, but doesn't mean you sit on the sidelines, just hand it over to whoever wants it and let them run with it. No, let's get involved and let's make it what we want it to be. So I find that fascinating. When she Hell said yeah.
0: that, yeah, in that talk, oh my god, I bawled my eyes out. She, oh, I, I, know, right? I, I remember, I was like she crying, tears. First of all, she was very uplifting, very inspiring. She was like, "I'm sixty, and this is this, and that is that," mm-hmm. and she had absolutely no ego, just so selfless. She really was so thoughtful about what she said and her advice. And she is so thoughtful about her life and so intentional and in sync with what's important to her, like with her family. She said, you know, I had to sell my company in Paris,
1: but my son had he had a, a game in like Sports Sweden game. or something. It in, was like, in, yeah, Germany or Sweden somewhere. And she managed to make it. She sold her company to mm-hmm. a company in France and still managed to make it to his game. Everyone knew about her children. That's what she said. And that was mm-hmm. really in the forefront of who she was. And she made no apologies for mm-hmm. any of it. And that was a huge takeaway for that episode with Shelley Zales. And she's just a rock star as far as I'm concerned. She's a rock star.
0: I learned so much. I learned so much from all the women. I remember I shared some breastfeeding woes with like Rebecca Minkoff in season one. And I was telling her about... I was so scared of the baby biting me while breastfeeding. (laughs) And now my baby has a tooth. And I just remember what Rebecca was talking about. It's just so inspiring to have so much in common with women that a year ago I'd never imagine even talking to.
1: There's a lot of openness and directness and honesty in these episodes. And everyone was just raw and real. And they shared some interesting things about themselves. I mean, even Laura Shin was sharing about her family. That was the first Mm -hmm. time we ever heard anything like that. It was just really nice. It was a comfortable setting for everyone to get together and have a conversation and share their lives. I thought it was really great. Season one was fantastic. And season two, another person who was (laughs) just mind-blowing off the charts was Robin Arson. She was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. What did you think? Doing epic (laughs) shit in the Web3 space. I mean, seriously.
0: (laughs) That's probably going to be the title of the, the podcast. I think that episode, just doing the research for the episode had me going into productive mode and, and kicking my ass into gear. For example, as you guys know, and I've said this before on a podcast, I do a ton of research on every guest, a ton. I read their books. I listen to their podcasts. I listen to their audiobooks, I do whatever I can to really understand and empathize with them. That way, when they're on the show with us, we can dive right into it and we can get right into the, the good stuff. And Robin Arson's book, Shut Up and Run, like, and you'll hear this in the podcast, but I made it like 17 pages in before I literally shut up <laughs> and ran. Like I was, you know, nine months postpartum and I was like, you know what? There is shit all over my treadmill. I had boxes. I had all sorts. was dust on my treadmill. It's a nice treadmill. I took all of it off and I went for... A run. And yeah, I don't think I've ever, ever in my life in 30 plus years have ever read something and decided, you know what, I'm gonna run. The entire podcast was like that. The whole time, I just wanted
1: to, okay, guys, I'm gonna go (laughs) do some epic shit now. (laughs) It's just very motivational. That's for sure. To tell you, you have come a long way from when I first saw you doing a little podcast doing your little uh, thing in there with your baby on your lap, recording a little demo for us, and to now. And you're a great host, and I really enjoy doing the show with you. This is going to be a great show.
0: Thank you so much. And I I literally couldn't do this without you, not because you have to edit the audio, but because you give me that confidence and you literally eradicate all imposter syndrome that I've ever had doing this. I'm always nervous before the show. I'm always nervous. And I told Shelly this. I literally mm-hmm. told her, this is why I started crying too. I told Shelly, like, I can't believe I'm talking to these women. Who am mm-hmm. I to talk to these? And again, it's that talk. It's those limiting thoughts. And then I get in here and Michelle's like, you, you're so good. All. And, you know, and, Let's and, get and, this. <laughs> Let's yes, get it. Yes, <laughs> Michelle hypes me up. And if you don't have that woman in your life that celebrates you, hypes you up, I hope that we can connect you to that woman in person. I hope you can find that woman in our community because you deserve to have good cheerleaders. And I don't mean cheerleaders just because we're women, but cheerleaders. Like whether you're a woman or a man, you deserve to have your own cheerleader. No, not your kids. I mean, another adult woman who celebrates you. That was the number one trend. I tweeted about this. The number one trend of all the speakers on this show, and obviously we have different women of different cultures, backgrounds, financial history of success, of accomplishment, so many different women from all walks of life. The number one trend was that they celebrate and they uplift women. That is Mm -hmm. one of their number one goals. That's one of their number one outcomes. That's a success to them. So I just hope that we continue to share this feeling and the sentiment of collaboration over competition. You're better, you're better supporting another woman than tearing her down. And I know this from experience. My one of my favorite things about mentoring is mentoring women, especially women and minorities who tell me, like, oh, there's just no way. I, I'll never get this job. And after a couple of sessions, or even after the first session, they come back with, oh my gosh. Because I took the time out of my day just to tell someone one thing or to tell them a a good thing about who they were or to tell them you deserve this job. You deserve to make six figures. You deserve to make seven figures. You deserve maternity leave. At the end of the day, what makes me so happy is to see women succeed. I don't care if I help them get a salary higher than mine. I don't care if they help negotiate a better package than I do. I want to see women win and adopting that mindset as we've seen with all these women who are very successful who are very wealthy and who are continuing to pay it forward this is it we are the support we are Absolutely, your cheerleader right. we are the community and let's help each other let's let's help create more belonging like we already have so many factors tearing us down don't be that factor be the factor that gives that uplifts that's what all these women are doing i'm gonna keep i want to be successful too, so i'm gonna do that as well and i'm gonna keep mentoring i'm gonna keep taking time to support and to uplift just as michelle supports and uplifts me literally oh. every single show even not during the show you know whenever me and michelle are overwhelmed and we're like oh my gosh like we don't oh my gosh at the risk schedule or oh. there's never any energy like that our energy so girl go go eat a pizza go let like, go take a bath like go go ahead let's reschedule we can we'll get this done and we're gonna knock it out of the park like we share our
1: the- meltdowns with each other and then oh, yeah. we do <laughs> we do and then it's like go take a bath go order some chinese food what did you tell me that one day i had a food truck outside my place and you were oh like, go i was get like get some mexican food. go, go get it, girl Go yeah, it. order Or to
0: everything on the menu. Get it, whatever
1: you want. And then but... draw yourself a bath. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that is a great idea. Sometimes we need to be given permission. I don't know where we get that from. That idea that be good to ourselves. Go gentle on yourself. You're doing a great job. It's life. Oh,
0: Another gosh. thing that
1: I have to add to what you were just saying that I thought was interesting that every one of your guests basically spoke to that you just need to do it. Just whatever it is, just start it. Just start it. Collaborate with another woman and just start something. If you have an idea or you're like, oh, I've never tried that before. I want to pivot. Maybe I want to change my career. Just start somewhere. Go take a class. Just get your feet wet in something that'll inspire you to make that change, to make that movement. Every single one of them talked about that in some form or fashion. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think that's so powerful, especially for mental wellness. When you're seeing these women who are, are successful, they didn't just drop everything and then become successful overnight. They did what Michelle just talked about. They watched a class on something. Jamie, she watched a YouTube video about how to make your own shampoos at home. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. <laughs> um, And yeah. And there's sometimes there's spontaneous stuff like, you know, I'm going to go audition to be a podcast host. I have no idea. But you know, stuff like that. It's low risk. And you can do the low risk stuff first before you take the huge risk. And before you decide to launch an NFT collection, research NFT collections. Look at the most successful ones.
1: Join one. a community. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Buy yep. an NFT. Buy yeah. an NFT.
1: Yeah. You Get know, don't started spend... somewhere. Yeah, don't yeah. spend a lot of money. Don't, don't spend don't a spend lot, lot, of lot of money. money. No financial money. advice. <laughs> no <laughs> but, financial um, advice. Try something. It's like you've never had this food before. You've never eaten this style of food. You don't just gobble gulps of it down. What do you do? Mm. You try a little bit of something. You're like, okay, that's good. My stomach's okay. I'm going to try another little bite. Oh, this is delicious. And that's how you move through it. That was beautiful,
0: Michelle. (laughs) As a user experience researcher, I bring this up all the time. I like when we're accessible and we create things so they're inclusive. Mm -hmm. And when you tell stories like Michelle, oh, we had someone else on the podcast. You'll see this in season two, but they break down like crazy, nebulous technical vocabulary into like something easy to understand, just like what
1: Michelle just did right now. Breaking things down, make it tangible items like you can go. I can do that. I understand that. That works Mm -hmm. for me is really important.
0: Yes. Yes. I feel like that can be applied to anything in life. One last thing, Michelle, that I wanted to bring up is in all of the podcasts as well, these women, not only are they celebrating and supporting and cheering people on, but they're taking the time to explain something that's hard to understand and instead of like, here, go read this, they're extending a hand or they're extending a program or they're extending an educational pamphlet or white paper or something like that and contributing in their own way to the education of other women and other communities. They're trying to break it down in a way that's easy to understand. Like I'm telling you, this woman, and she'll be on season two, but I literally was like, I have no idea what that means. And I was ready to keep moving on. She was like, no, this is important for you to understand. You need to understand this. She had all these commitments. She took an extra 30 minutes with us because she wanted to make sure me and Michelle could understand how important the topic was. It was magical. I'm so excited, Michelle, that you got to join us today. Thank Um, you for
1: having me on. This was fun. It was fun to be on the microphone instead of behind the scenes all the time. So thank you so Mm -hmm. much. And I just want to say thank you to all
0: the women of season one who joined us. And we hope to see you in Austin and Consensus April 26th through 28th. And in the giveaways, we'll be having the Twitter spaces or we're going to do a Zoom. I'm not sure yet, but look out for the Twitter community. And we're so excited to launch next week.
1: So look forward to the first episode of season two. We have many more to come for the season. So we're really stoked about this season. Every week we're going to launch a new episode leading right up to Consensus 2023 that you're going to be at. We'll have the Twitter
0: community up as well. We hope to see you and we hope to celebrate you there and connect you with other women. And I cannot wait to grow and thrive with you. You still have a time to binge season one, but if you haven't, you can go right into season two. Thank you everyone for listening to season one. We appreciate you so much and we are ready for season two. See you there.